0: Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking. At FiveStarChemicals.com. Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Dad, clear. Mm.
1: Welcome everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the second December show of Dr. Homebrew. I'm your host, Jason Petros, yeah, and with me, my two master BJCP judges, and all-around good boys,
2: Brian and Keith. That's us, yep. What's going on, Uh, fellas? The second show is always the funnest, too, just so you know, like... You listen to every other show, and like, oh, a show starts to get boring. <laughs> just wait for the next show, because it always gets more fun. I hear you. I hear you with that. I don't know. Uh, we have a good show for you, of and
1: course. our advice gets worse, too. Well, that happens. That just happens in general. Uh, Brian will be on the phone. Not Brian, but another Brian. Not our Brian. Some mm-hmm. other Brian. With an Irish Red.
3: You could call in if you wanted to. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah.
1: That'd be great. You're just sitting right there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my, uh, I feel like Irish Red. Is a style we don't see a whole lot. I like. Yeah, we, I don't know that we've.
2: Have we ever had one? I want to say maybe <laughs> to once back, Maybe once. Yeah. I yeah, know. yeah. Now, now I like, do want to
1: look, zip? dude. Let's find oh, out.
2: Yeah. Irish. I like. Not a lot of brewers make
1: those. It's like we've had. No. This is this is the only one that has at least been submitted on the yeah. form out of a hundred. I love that. Uh, 124 submissions. This is the first. How many of them were IPAs, JP? Oh my God, two friggin' many of them.
3: 73 for me. It was like how many of the Russian Imperial Stouts. And as much as they're they're all fun, like especially the ones that people send oh, yeah. in. Like there's an extra bottle. I always keep it at home, and I'm like, it's always fun opening up on like you know brother-in-law comes over, breaks out a cigar. I'm like, oh, I have this Russian Imperial Stout. Like it goes well with that sort of thing, but. Um, Honestly, it looks like we've had more stouts in general than we have
1: IPAs,
2: Yeah, which and, is and cool. I'm not going to remember the 74th stout versus the 75th that we've had on the show, but I will remember that goddamn Grotitsky. <laughs> Grotitsky. Dude, that thing started me down a friggin' yeah, rabbit hole that, that cool. I don't
1: even know how to get out of. I love that beer. Uh, Anyway, before we get started, I do want to thank you. uh, Thank you. I do want to thank you, comma, five star chemicals, comma, for being a sponsor of this show. They bring you this show each and every uh, time you hear it, so that's twice a month, or if you're uh, binging, then that's probably every hour and a half of your life.
0: We'd like to thank you
1: for
2: keeping our. Brewing shit clean. <laughs> uh,
1: that's true. They do keep the brewing shit clean. They and keep sanitized. it sanitary as well. PBW five star, uh, star sand rather, and uh, they are good people. They're good friends of the show, and we enjoy their product. We love them a lot, and I, you will I, I too. buy
3: it by the bucket, man. PBW by the bucket, the the five gallon pail. I honestly do. I buy it by the bucket <laughs> and wow. uh, gallons by the star sand as well. I'm, You're a, not I'm a huge. Uh, no, wow. I'm, not, I'm not kidding at all. And I go on stories about star sand, and I actually use RO water for star sand and try to be California friendly and and California uh, friendly and use RO water when I make my star sand so it lasts a little bit longer
2: you know I started doing I started using distilled water with my star sand just because of you yeah because of because of uh, Keith it stays clear it's, yeah yeah Jamie, I mean, what uh, do you just...
1: what do
3: you want over there I'm not sure what I'm giving you right here what's the first beer we're doing tonight the Irish red okay young man
1: and uh, to that end we have Brian on the line Brian yeah. are you there let's open the second what's up, line. boys what's going on dude
4: nothing i just figured i'd uh, send you a nice irish red because you don't get that every day Brian, that's with true an i
3: or with a y
4: with an i the okay. proper spelling yes of course thank you <laughs> brian where are you joining us from from pennsylvania
3: where where yeah. in pennsylvania
4: uh just outside of hershey
3: okay the, the chocolate capital? <laughs> i uh,
4: yeah, Actually, yes. Uh, the you know, Same place that makes uh, chocolate.
3: I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I, I'm familiar at least a little bit. Like, I think most people don't understand the the size of Pennsylvania. People are like, oh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are right next to each other. and like, no, that's like five hours apart. But um, Right.
2: But uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. But, yeah. I'm getting a little chocolate in this beer now. It's weird. I wasn't before. ha <laughs> <sighs> Well that's cool, man. How uh
1: how long have you been homebrewing?
4: Uh let's see, we'll call it five years. Uh I I've been doing uh, I started out five years ago doing like uh hard lemonades and then hmm. did that for a couple years and moved into beers after that.
2: Make some good hard oh. lemonade? I mean
4: Uh the first couple were questionable, but you yeah. know, <laughs> you learn. <laughs> like, Just uh, like beer,
2: dude. From lemon so I- lemon juice pre bought or like squeezed how, how did you like, well, yeah,
4: it was uh like lemonade concentrate, yeah. so sometimes I would do like straight lemonade or lemon and lime or lemon and strawberry, and um take about six of those frozen concentrates with a little bit of uh uh dry malt extract, you know some water in a slim lime two and a half gallon water container <laughs> with some champagne yeast, and that was about it. <laughs>
2: Right on. I have a Meyer lemon tree in my backyard that produces like mad. And I, I, it would be fun to do something interesting with it. It's, it they're all ripe right now, man. It's December here. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're good to go. I should bring, them, bring a bunch of them to work tomorrow. Brian, uh, yeah,
3: Brian's should. probably like, the, December, the the lemon tree still has actually fruit on it? What the hell? Yeah, there's yeah. there's like nothing freaking, growing here. Yeah, 20 degrees here. We're all dead. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm from Minnesota.
2: And yeah. it was the weirdest thing when I moved out here. like, there's... The green leaves on the trees. It's the land of plenty what? out
1: here, guys. You didn't know that. Um, all right, let's start with Brian's Irish Red, and let's start with Keith.
3: Let's start with Brian.
2: Let's I think start Brian. with Brian. Yeah, time time on on
3: Brian's
2: Brian. Brian's Irish I Red. Oh, I mean, okay. you should start with Brian. Yes, Brian. We true. Sorry, JP. Uh, hey man, that's fine. Uh, so we had a nice fill uh, Irish Red 15A in the new in the not new guidelines anymore, but it's uh, in the aroma. I, I got a nice, rich, toasty, and biscuity malt. Uh, a note in there uh cleanly brewed very restrained esters which i i found kept it out of the way of the malt i i have to say we're we're judging it a little bit warm so my impressions are colored i'm trying to adjust but i think we're we'll do okay i didn't get any dms or diastole which would stick out like a sore thumb with the the temperature here of the beer um uh, a so nice low earthy hop just a i did get a hint of some faint roastiness in the aroma uh, probably from the darker malts being used to color the, the beer. And and it is a really deep, rich, you know, appearance-wise, a deep copper-colored beer. I, I mean, almost bordering on light brown with a, a creamy head. Starts medium, you know, just kind of a tan color, light tan-colored head. Um, it faded pretty slowly, mostly finer bubbles. I gave it full points for appearance, even though it's a little on the darker side for a style. But that's fine. Um, rich in the flavor, rich malt, biscuity, and clean. Um, again, it's 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 warm, so that's coming out a little more than I would want it to. But I could, you know, if it was colder, I can tell kind of what it would be like. And Keith was commenting how the the finish is hard to get at. I think it it finishes kind of medium dry to me, which is about where I want it—medium dry to dry. But it's it's the impression as as warmer is just a, It's not sweet, but it's just it's hard to get at. It's it doesn't bite the same way uh but that's kind of into mouthfeel too um we'll get there uh so the malt seems a little high as judged but it's 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 definitely balanced in the malt but it, it finishes smooth and it's got a nice malty aftertaste but not too rich it's just that that in between just malty biscuity nice clean flavor that you want in an irish red and and it's you know boy it's 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 bold for an irish red but um this is the kind kind I would want. It's leaning towards the, the richer side for style, but I kinda like where it is. Um very clean ale fermentation, low hops, uh it's again kinda of an earthy presentation in there, but not overwhelming at all, just mm-hmm. just to balance. And and low bitterness, very you know, background just supporting. And otherwise, it's medium bodied. Um, some of these, you know, the new guideline—the guidelines say you can have a little bit of diacetyl in here, a little slickness. I'm not getting that. There's no slickness. There's no butteriness, um, and I prefer it that way actually. So, no warmth. Uh, medium high carbonation. It's pretty spritzy, but not not to the point of being annoying. No astringency. Um, it's not, you know, it's it's smooth, but it's not like super creamy smooth. It's just. Um, you know, it's, it's not biting. It's just a pleasant pleasant beer on the palate. So it got a pretty high score there, too, for me. Overall, just very pleasant drinking beer. Uh, many of the, you know, most of the desired elements for an Irish red ale seems a, a bit big, but it could be due to the warmth of the judging temperature. Uh, it just seems nicely brewed. I would just say if, if you're using uh, dark malts for color, just just be sure to keep those restrained. And, um, you know, uh, look at the way you add them. I mean, use you can use gordon strong's advice of of not putting them through your whole mash if you want just to to get the color i mean sometimes when i've made like black ipas and stuff i'll use the Carafa. like as i'm running the beer off just put a colander with a um you know uh, a strainer bag below that and just run it through the oh, uh, the darkest malts do to you run off through that, that color yeah not even on top of the sparge yeah no right. just put okay. it separately where it's running out the out the mash and, and how does that work into that it, yeah. it did it was great I, man, I added like, like banging on the i did <laughs> it and then i you know because i started i didn't want my black ipa to be too too rich roasty so yeah. i started with just about half the amount i wanted and i was like uh color wise i need to add the other half so i put it in this in the strainer thing and it worked great cool so uh that you know that's something you could do but you don't have to do it my weird way Um, So, yeah, it's a nice beer. I gave it a 37. I thought it was a, a fantastic Irish Red Ale. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Now, oh. back to
1: Keith for the first time, for the yeah, second time. Yeah, sorry.
3: I, I, I kind of, like, uh, kind of balked on, on going first here. Normally, I'd love to always go first, but uh, Brian seemed like he was kind of gung-ho on this one, so I let him go. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff. not every comments, day you get to judge your own beer. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. toasty, light caramel, no hop, no alcohol, you know, not a lot not a lot of alcohol, no's. Uh, overall, that was really, really clean, no diacetyl, which, uh, once again, like, it's one of the interesting things about the new style guidelines. So, yeah, some diacetyl was allowed, and, like do you really wanna you really wanna mess with that? Do you wanna mess with that, you know, like dragon where you're like, oh I'm gonna bring some diastole into this and kind of stress <laughs> yeah. the yeast and see what happens. Like I don't I don't think I'd
2: wanna do that. So I think this is really great the way it is. Yeah, if you had um, something that was just bordering on a little light kind of faint hint of a butterscotchy note in there, it would be okay, but yeah. I don't want yeah, it. I don't want bit, too much it, of that. Yeah.
1: No. no, I want to keep that out. Yep.
3: Yeah
2: uh super dark
3: super i use the word super which is pretty cool super dark red bordering on brown very little head doesn't look too carbonated i guess that's but you know and, and i guess for this style that's that's fine um the carbonation level um uh flavor wise uh a lot of things brian said uh, I got a lot of biscuit lots some some caramel uh low bitterness which is appropriate no hop flavor um i get just a tiny bit of acetaldehyde but i get that like in any beer that doesn't have hops sometimes i can kind of pick it out like it's always there yeah. and i just have a super low threshold for that so um no no problem there i think it's it's, it's fine. Uh, a little bit fruity, I would think, and I'm getting just a touch of uh, oxidation, cardboard character, um, but not not over the top. Uh, but you know, over the overall, toast, toast, toast is the, the flavor I'm tasting, which is appropriate, like that, uh, and then then just a little bit of roast with that as well. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I think the esters are. Let me taste it again, just to just. Just a tad high with the esters, but once again, we're, we are drinking this at like kind of room temp, yeah. which kind of throws you off a little bit. And uh, but I do, I, you know, I get just a touch esters, a little bit high for the style, I think, um, but not much. I, I mean, this is a fourteen out of twenty in terms of flavor, and I, as you'll see, the end score is pretty high. That's I what I gave it. Um, I
2: like the flavor,
3: medium low body medium low carbonation touch of alcohol uh no astringency overall mouth feels pretty pretty awesome um i i really enjoy this beer uh i thought the esters were just a little bit high and uh you know i don't want to see that diacetyl either i think that 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 in the guidelines is not really necessary and i think the roast is where you have the roast i think is fine um I don't know. For me the whole Gordon Strong thing and whatever is probably blasphemy. It's like I always worry about pH sort of yeah things going on there where you're like you get a mash pH and then you throw dark malt in does it mess up your your boil pH before that? Like, I, I, maybe not. Like, I should talk to him about that and see see that and, and more easily just actually test it and see what happens. So,
2: yeah, do it each way.
3: Yeah, and like what happens is the pH actually changed in the final gravity of the beer. I'm sorry, the final beer and, and after fermentation and all those sort of things. There's ways to test that, obviously. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about that. When I'm giving the final score, the final score was a 36. <laughs> really, really, really enjoyable beer. Really, really love this as an Irish ale. I think you did a really great job on this. Uh, um Thank You
2: kind of nailed nailed the style yeah and the the again the roastiness comment it it is allowed and and it's funny i was look, kind of looking back and forth between the 08 and the 15 guidelines they both allow a little diacetyl. they both allow a little roast in the flavor actually so there hasn't been too much change on this um in actuality so there's.
3: I I, I guess I do agree with
2: Brian, like the
3: 1046 is the the high end of the OG, I guess for one this Brian, not a little big. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it may be a little big, like just, I don't know, maybe it's the final gravity just seems a little big as well.
2: Um, but, let's let's know, find out. Well, I mean, the Final grabbing can yeah. go up to 1014. 14, like if you really wanted to. Like, it's, yeah. like
3: it's one of those things, like, it list 1036 to 1046 and 1010 <laughs> 10 to 1014, 10 but you couldn't go 1036 to 1014. 10 10 yeah, yeah, that's a big difference.
2: Like, sort of <laughs> like a really sweet like, mild or something, right? Yeah. 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 I really liked it,
1: too. It, it definitely doesn't taste like most of the average yeah. Reds I've had. Most of the average Reds I've had are, like, more... Car- Caramel malt, more crystal, you know, mouthfeel like heavy, and this is has that almost cho- like pale chocolate kind of roastiness, which I right. really enjoy. Uh, my only thing is, like, it maybe gets a little thin at the end, kind of just goes and tapers off a little bit. I think it
2: stays bold throughout. And I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing with some I'll of the commercial right <laughs> the commercial Irish Reds sometimes we'll use some adjuncts and things and it, it's it's a lighter bodied beer. Mm-hmm. This is a little a little bigger, a little fuller, and a little more fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's on the, the bolder end of the style. Kind of fuller and fun. It's that's where I like it. Yeah. All right. Brian beer right? is always good. Brewer Brian, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. All right, Brian. Well uh let's talk
1: a little bit about your beer. Uh, if you want to throw the recipe out, that'd be that'd be cool.
4: Sure. Uh, it starts off with uh, uh, just a little under 80% of uh, Irish pale ale malt, which I mm. actually got from Ireland. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that 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 was my inspiration. That's going to make a difference.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. More malt is good stuff.
4: A <laughs> uh, little bit less than 7% each of uh, Crystal 20 and Crystal 60. Uh, there is uh, just over 4% of rye and a little bit over 3% of roasted barley. Okay. Uh, As far as hops go, uh, there's an ounce of East Kent Goldings at 30 minutes and uh, an ounce of Willamette at 10 minutes, and that's it for hops.
2: Don't eat much.
4: Uh, uh, Traditional uh, White Labs Irish Ale, yeast, and other than that, you know, Pretty clean fermentation. Uh, held it at just about, uh, I think it was about sixty-seven degrees the whole time uh, for about two weeks.
3: Nice.
4: And it was interesting, Keith, uh, to hear you pick up on the oxidation. This was actually brewed back in uh, the end of June, so it's that old.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice. No, that's, that's really good, though. I mean, I think it wasn't. It wasn't like super oxidized. There was a little bit there, but like, yeah, for a beer that size, it's like that's that's pretty impressive that you you know. The oxygen handling that you did Going forward you know from that Like was it kegged or how did you know how did you go From from here to A bottle was it just straight into bottles or What were you uh
4: it was kegged The whole time and uh, I I went Into went into the bottle With a beer gun uh actual Beer gun not jp beer gun
1: (laughs) Um One one word not two.
4: Right
5: right. (laughs) Yeah uh
4: but as Far as uh gravity 1057 to start uh, uh it should have yeah. been 1017 it actually finished a little bit lower at about 1012 uh wow. so it's uh yeah, a little, little bigger, over five and a half percent yeah you know think, yeah you're,
3: you're pushing you're definitely uh, you're beyond the, the the guidelines of the style obviously but, yeah
2: you know. i think if you just yeah. brought that down to earth a little bit this would be uh, you know 40 40 something point beer honestly
4: yeah i, I think Maybe next time, mash it a little bit higher. I yeah. don't know mm-hmm. uh, what, if you have any suggestions.
2: That Irish ales did a did a good number on it there. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, it did it, might, it. You might you might try right through it fermenting a little bit cooler too, just a <laughs> touch, a couple degrees. What what from what temperature, Brian? I missed it. What temperature? Sixty seven. Yeah, sixty seven. I used to do mine like sixty four. I'd go mid to lower sixties. Yeah. I mean, how many how
3: many times is okay. sixty seven in Ireland? I guess is this sort of the. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, there's are jokes as well within that, but like you know, obviously, fermentation creates uh, some temperature. Uh, rise, but mm-hmm. in general like like beers of the British Isles like like Scotland, you know, whatever. I shouldn't say British Isles of Ireland. <laughs> it's <close>. fine. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> me. So You're always I'm thinking right uh, there. I'm mostly Irish too probably but whatever, but it doesn't matter. But uh, like, yeah, like so there, that's, it should be cooler fermentations I would think. Did you like see the esters
2: stuck out to you a little bit or? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Yeah I mean, I a couple of fairly I actually it. underlined
3: it for me. I thought it was a little yeah. bit high on esters. Yeah, so. they're
2: they were pretty restrained in the aroma, but you get a little bit of esteriness in the flavor. I think, yeah. but it's good. I like. No, it. No, I mean, you a yeah, so good just job. Keep think,
3: the
1: recipe lower that I think temperature. You're,
3: you're doing a good job of brewing beer. It's a matter of like, yeah, anything. Your gravity was you said 10.57, so that was like way above the, right? yeah, the guidelines. And that sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes you can do that and, and make a beer that is better that way. And a style like this is probably one of those that. It actually works well but Brian like c- called you know called your bullshit pretty much. Was
2: like <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew it was <laughs> a little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah but thing, don't so. don't change the, the base malt. Don't yeah. don't change the yeast. You got it right there. The process is pretty good. Just fermentation temp and a little recipe adjustment and you got a fantastic beer.
4: Thank you. Uh,
1: any questions Brian for uh, either other Brian or not Brian? No,
4: Steve. I I, I go by not Brian. That's cool. <laughs> No, I, I appreciate it, and uh, I, I, thanks for the feedback. Yeah. And cool.
2: Rebrew it and send Wolf. it again. We'd love to taste another one of these. Yeah,
4: we'll do. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. All
1: right, bye.
2: Oh, cool. that was cool. fun to get that one. Yeah, that was a good beer. Yeah, yeah. The beers like are good luck like, this. Like, yeah, yeah, this round of shows here we good. We got a Kolsch coming up. That's you know we get those oh. once in a while, but those are always fun. Kind yeah, an experimental thing too, from what I understand. Yeah, man. You know what's not experimental, though, Brian?
1: What? The Smart Brew Water Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. For home or commercial use, we all know it takes great water to make great beer. The only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part connects via bluetooth to your phone there Uh, it's pretty neat you can email the results to the rest of your brewing team or post your facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on what's going on you can test for over 40 different tests Um, total alkalinity chloride calcium hardness ph sulfate all that kind of stuff uses a uh, patented safe and simple reagent testing method anybody can use even me so, go to smartbrewkit.com. You can save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced
2: smart brew kit with code TBN10. They're cool, and you can get your club to go in on one or whatever and just kind of, you know, test each other's water on a Sunday, whatever. That's a pretty cool toy. Pretty easy to use. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I really like it. I really enjoy it. Um, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to
1: take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to try another beer, and it's going to be a good time. So hang on, everyone. This is Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back.
5: Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a backhouse in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack games.
1: The Examination. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get to our next beer, I want to tell you guys about the Brew Guru app. It's still out there. It's still dominating. It's still making sure that you get enough um, enough craft beer. And What? Well, it says brew guru, so oh, well, oh, it says man. brew guru, so I can only do what it says. Um, but you know, look, Bev, what comes with the brew guru? What you're helping to do with the brew guru is uh, becoming an AHA member, and that's the best way to use it. So, in order to become an AHA member, use the link on our screen on our uh, homepage, and then. Um, Uh, Look, basically, we get a a cut of it, and then it's going to help train Bev to cross out the words Brew Guru on the live read sheet and put in uh, member drive. I just want to hear you
2: guys argue. It's really fun to hear you guys argue. We'll we'll settle in, Brian. We'll settle in.
0: Maybe it'll help you uh, read the live reads that I print out for you. But it says
1: Brew Guru right there.
0: That's not the live read. That's just the show log
1: you're supposed but to the show know these log things, says JP. which one it is.
0: Whatever. Thank Look you. Thank you. Thank you. You get two free books.
1: You get two free books everybody. Two free so books is good. So if you're not an AHA member, Holmes, you should be one and then if you're going to be one, be one through our our page, our site. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the world, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, you're you're walking around and it'll, you know, if you give the access to the notifications, it'll be like, "Hey, you get a discount here. Use your discount." dummy i mean i was like oh okay because <laughs> that's almost what i need these days i don't think of that stuff it's like oh yeah i can get a discount here with my aha card yeah. sometimes i was leaving in my pocket and like oh i leave i could have got a discount there you need you need a, the app will tell you you need a hey dummy app that's what i need and that's what this is awesome
1: all right let's get uh excuse me let's get greg on the phone hopefully this is the right greg and not i didn't pull a jp <laughs>
0: hey guys
1: then do uh and do the other greg you know what i mean uh, we have a Kolsch, right? That's what uh, that's what Greg has. We have a Kolsch, which is another style. We don't get a whole lot of... Greg, are you there, man?
6: I am here. What's going on, J.P.? How you
1: doing, dude? I'm doing all right. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you sending a Kolsch in. Uh, I was just uh, lamenting the fact that a lot of people don't brew these anymore, and that, that disappoints me.
6: Yeah, I figured I'd try to send something else different. Actually, well, I had a whole bunch of ideas on trying to send something in, but uh, since it took a decent amount of time for you guys to get me on, I'd...
1: It did. luckily
6: <laughs> I had a coach, so I sent that one in. And yeah. actually, I tried to set it up so that uh, I could kind of... Like, I have one here, and I wanted to make sure I could recreate what you guys were going to deal with. So uh-huh. my plan was to throw it in the back of my car yeah, and let, and drive around for a drive while in the and neighborhood, watch back and forth. Yeah. Smart. but
4: uh, yeah, you, can't, you, you can't
3: really... Like recreate the the dick of of JP holding the bottles, so that's the real problem. Somebody that
4: was
6: your, my plan, but yeah,
3: somebody in your you in know. your in your city that's like kind of just a jerk, like oh, that guy's a jerk. I want that guy to hold that's the bottle right. for a not while. I'm the biggest like, jerk you've ever met in my entire. No, 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 no not, not,
2: not the biggest jerk. Like there's bigger jerks. No. We see but JP like, uh, in the parking lot you know, with like I'm chains attached to these bottles, like practicing his nunchuck skills. He's like, yeah, that's right, that's right. He does. Um, <laughs> all right, Greg, how long have you been homebrewing, man? <laughs>
6: Uh, it's been a little bit over three years
1: now. Three years? Okay. And is this your first attempt at a Kolsch?
6: This is my first
1: Kolsch. Oh. Were you uh, a little nervous brewing it, or did you like, Yeah, I got this. It's fine. Uh,
6: I guess a little bit nervous, but I, I don't know, man. I'm just making beer, so. It's <laughs> like, whatever. It goes. Oh, here's a style. I'll make
1: it. Whatever. Who cares? It- exactly yeah i realized maybe that was overthinking that question are you nervous because you got anyway uh let's get to this uh let's get to this beer here keith why don't you go ahead and start us out bruh
3: thanks jp you're welcome sorry about the the, the whole like you know the biggest jerk in the city hey it's all right comment. just go ahead and let's do this kosh thank you you're welcome. Okay, so uh Kolsch. <laughs> Kolsch. <laughs> uh, I think I was told it had some different hops than a normal Kolsch would have, but let's, yes. we'll talk about that later, but it do. Uh, the Mandarina Bavaria and the Hallertal Blanc, but uh for me, like uh, on the nose, I got, I got a fair level of esters. I got some red apple, uh just a, a faint touch of banana, and then a medium spicy hop with a low citrus, white wine, stone fruit sort of character, no diacetyl, um... I would say on the nose like uh, the esters were more than subtle like for a colch I'm looking for a pretty a pretty subtle nose and I was getting a little more than a little more than subtle uh, Malt in general was again you know not again but like uh, kind of hidden like it was pretty low i like got a little light greenness there but it wasn't a lot of sweetness uh, from the malt on the aroma uh, moving on appearance uh, medium dark gold i think this is pushing the, the boundaries of a colch in terms of color pretty pretty dark um uh i've, I've been to I'll say cologne, cologne, whatever. I won't pr- pronounce it properly, but uh, <laughs> this would be probably darker than any colch that's in cologne. Um, but it's uh, yeah, right at the right at the end. It's not it's not like super dark, but it's pretty pretty dark for that. Uh, clarity is awesome. It looks really really pretty. Uh, almost uh, yeah, it is brilliantly clear. Uh, and the head is uh, there's a good there's a, a good amount of head retention. Um, on the ring of the head but yeah it 's kind of, it's not it 's not awesome on that, but yeah looks pretty pretty cool there um, flavor wise I got a low sweetness uh, medium high bitterness it 's dry and crisp uh, more and more I taste it the the bitterness sort of sort of shines through um, the style is supposed to be sort of dry and and refreshing i felt I felt like it was a little bit heavy on the bitterness in in terms of that um Sorry, just tasting again right now. Yeah, it feels a little little harsh, uh, a little harsher than a coal should be. I want to see a little more malt presentation there. Um, Got a lot of esters, got those apple esters again, red apple esters, uh, they're pretty high. Um, Very little, you know, in general, that ester sort of dry finish overtakes the malt sweetness. I'd like to see a little more malt presentation in this beer, but yeah, the malt sweetness is pretty low. Um, Finish is fairly... Fairly, like I said, bitterness sort of forward, a little bit harsh. Um, hop flavor is, uh, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. Like I said, I knew about the Mandarina and the, uh, Hallertau Blanc and hop flavor is, is medium low there. I get a little bit of that, but not a ton. Thank you. Uh, fairly astringent, uh, from that hop bitterness, uh, medium light body, medium carbonation. um, you know, style trademark is being really smooth, and I thought this was a little bit on the on on the harsher side. Um, so overall impression, um, still, I mean, a really a really good beer, a, a tasty beer. I think for a Colch, it's kind of uh, hard to you know, it's a, a style that tastes like a very specific thing in terms of showing the malt and showing a little bit of fruitiness and showing just really really restraint and I think this one had a, a fart you know a little too much esters in terms of the apple um, and then also the bitterness was just it hit me a little hard like it was it was not something that um, I would say it was cold proper um, so the, the you know the bitterness overpowers the malt sweetness and the delicate nature of the beer. Um, so, you know, for that, for, for the, uh, esters, I would just make sure, you know, you're, you're fermenting properly and having the, you know, uh, you know, the temperature wise that you want and depending on the yeast strain that sort of thing. And, uh, for the, the bitterness, I would look at, you know, water profiles, and also, uh, you know, obviously the, the hops that you're using and where you're, when you're entering them in, into the beer and IBUs and all that sort of stuff. But um, I still, I mean, I like the beer a lot. Uh, I just thought for a cold, it was just, you know, it was a little, it wasn't like, it wasn't delicate enough. It wasn't, uh, wasn't sensitive. Oh, <laughs> oh. But uh, so I gave it, I gave it a 27 out of uh, 50. Okay,
2: Brian, um, go ahead, man. Right, yeah, and the nose it's it's definitely malt forward. It's it's bready and to me kinda slightly wordy. Uh medium light DMS was coming through. Uh I got a lightly herbal and slight orangey hop character at a pretty low level. Wasn't poking out too too big there. Uh no diacetyl or acetaldehyde. Um appearance wise, it's pretty clear. It's it's a you know clarity was was nice uh it has a r- r- it's a rich golden colored beer uh yeah, a little too dark um came up with a low head at first and and faded really quickly i mean it should start with a nice fluffy white head and and uh but it just faded quickly to a collar of finer and larger bubbles um flavor wise It was malty and bready up front with a a slightly kind of honey-like, and I was thinking maybe a little bit of an oxidized character. I felt like the malt in a lighter beer like this, Mm. when it's starting to go, it doesn't hit papery right away. It goes through kind of a honey-like little thing when you just have a little bit of oxidation in there. Uh, Still, the hops and the water and the, the minerality gave it a nice, actually kind of a nice crisp, dry finish, which was one thing that had really going for it. Um, the malt and the hops lingered together in the aftertaste. So kind of an even balance there, and I thought it was a pretty, a pretty clean ale. Um, but yeah, it was. It's a little kind of you know, it's not like big fruity IPA or you know American ale. It's uh, but it, but it did have a little more of a an ale like uh, presentation to it. To me. It's a hybrid style. It should be like a ale lager, kind of and, and crisp and, and delicate and refreshing. Uh, and, and and the interesting hop notes kinda of came through again in the flavor, but not too not too distracting there really. Just a little bit of an herbal and a light citrus. Um I also felt that the bitterness was a little high though too. It's 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 um you know it seems like the beer has good attenuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the bitterness pokes up a little too much and it just kind of gets in the way. Hmm. Uh, mouthfeel-wise, it's a medium-bodied beer. Okay for the style. Maybe a little a little big for the style, but it's just a little on the heavier side. Uh, medium carbonation to medium low. Uh, I didn't get any warmth. Again, it's crisp. It's not creamy. Uh, there's no obvious astringency, so, you know, nice job on the, the sparge and keeping the, the the harshness out of there. It's not harsh at all, really. It's 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 a smooth beer. Um, it's nicely yes. palatable, correct? But, uh, yeah, it's just it's somewhat crisp. It could be a little smoother, a little more delicate, a little crisper. But uh, you know, so overall, it's just it's a pleasant Kolsch. It has some of that the elements that are desired, Some of the, some of the crispness, uh, especially. But um, again, it's just a little bit of that the maltiness and the DMS like wordy quality to it mm-hmm. was just pushing it up into just a little a little thick and not you know I don't know what where would you put this? It's like almost like a uh yeah, I'm saying that right now. A classic too. American pills or something. It's a little richer than you would get in it's robust. It doesn't have that. If you had a little corn like in this, it'd be like a classic American pills, like a nice yeah. hearty. Yeah, I mean, it's not it, well. It's still ale like, but it's you know, I mean, it's it's more leaning towards different kind of beers than than the Kolsch to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think like um, Blondale or, or a yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of another another yeah. kind of an ale, but it doesn't have like the a bigger you know. It has the bitterness of maybe a blonde, American blonde ale um and that that could be another place to put it. But or you just um you know, kind of rebrew it and keep working on that recipe. But it'd be interesting to know where you fermented it and uh, the yeast used with it. Uh but you know, you, you want to keep a uh, nice Especially if you use a lot of pill malt in these, you want to use a nice, long, open, rolling boil to to drive off that DMS precursor, the SMMS, and get that out of there. Um, and, you know, just using hops that are not standard are kind of interesting. but uh, And they weren't really wildly detracting in this case. But just no, they would have been fine. I, played think, out yeah. of character. I thought the yeah. the, the, the Mandarina and the, the Politar Blanc, yeah, well, it was an interesting little twist on it. I think they're fine pairing. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's more in the finish and the the treatment of the the fermentation of the beer. Yeah, uh, and maybe the recipe a little bit. It's just a little a little bigger and and less not as delicate as you want. Like like okay. said. So I give it a thirty. Actually, I thought it was a decent drinking beer. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's a good Kolsch. It's it's you know you could drink a lot of that. Just to style, it's not quite quite there. Okay, Greg. Um. Let's go through your
1: recipe, if you wouldn't mind, if you have that available. That'd be cool.
6: Yeah, sounds good. So uh, my computer that I actually did the recipe on it actually uh, stopped working, but I did happen <laughs> to take a photo of the screen, so I do have the recipe. Smart. Uh, we'll, yeah, I will say that this beer actually is a little bit older. I brewed it back in August. Uh-huh. So uh, the uh, malt bill is eight ounces of honey malt. 8 ounces of Vienna and uh, 10 pounds of Pilsner and then uh, for the hops I did um let's see at 60 minutes I did 5 ounces of Haletara Blanc Mm -hmm. at 30 minutes I did 5 ounces of the Mandarina Veria and then I actually did do a dry hop of uh, 5 ounces of the Mandarina Veria and uh, the Haletara Blanc I I wanted to kind of like uh Bring these. i This is the first time I've really used these hops, so when I figured the, with the colch they'd kind of come out a little bit more since so it's a lighter beer, mm-hmm. and uh yeah, oh, so I kind of yeah. wanted to get a little bit of the flavor of those, so I put them in a little bit later. So it's not exactly too style for a colch but yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. Well, How big yeah. of a batch? This is a big batch, man. What was that? How big of a batch? How many gallons? Uh, five gallons. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of hops in there. <laughs>
6: it is. It is. Yeah. In the, in, in the, oh, kind of, wait, yeah, there's no way. It's, it's a half ounce. Sorry, wrote, 0.5. Okay.
0: Like, how like, I literally wanted put 5 ounces in there and it's not have it come through like a bomb. We right. 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 wrote like, yeah,
3: like
2: whoa, whoa,
6: yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. well, whoa. Hey, I, did, I didn't put the dot when I wrote this down like 10 years
2: ago. <laughs> okay, okay point <laughs> 0.5. Let's go. Decimal points are pretty much meaningless. Decimal points are not
3: that important, really. You can put them wherever you want to put them. I'm glad we
2: clarified. What did you ferment at?
3: Yeah. And which yeast? Uh, what did you? Uh, what temperature
1: did you ferment at? And what yeast did you use?
3: Six point eight degrees uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah. So uh, it was a uh, WLP uh, 029, which is the the cold yeast. And uh, I started off at sixty for five days. I, some of this I'm kind of doing it from memory. Memory, like mm-hmm. I said, that uh, yeah, my computer crashed, so I didn't have all my notes. Yeah. But uh, it was like sixty for five days. And then I slowly ramped up to uh, sixty-eight after another three days. Okay.
1: Too low. I think it's a pretty low starting gravity no, uh, I mean, mean, or starting for matisters. Six, no, no sixty. It,
3: it's, it's an interesting thing. Like with that, yeah. like like for Coles, you think like I want to make it cool, cooler or cooler. Um, colder or cooler whatever I just said colder Um, but 029 is the fru strain and they they, the fru whatever the hell like a pg fru fru. Uh, and they actually like Say, like, 62 is where you should start. And I actually think I've found, like, unless you pitch a shitload of ease to start, like, you're better off, like, you get less esters if you get a little bit warmer, which is really mm-hmm. a weird sort of
6: thing. Like, you know, like,
3: I yeah, always think, like, cooler makes I, less esters, yeah. fewer esters. Um, yeah,
6: but, that, like, I just heard something like that on, I think it was the session, mm-hmm. like the other day, that oh, fuck somebody pitched a little bit, <laughs> you're starting to pitch a little bit higher, because you don't want to pitch too low. So it started
2: you, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, but I, I just
1: thought, and I knew that, I just thought 60 was like maybe too too much, but, uh, that's, that's close. close right? did, really
2: did it start off well? Did you have a good starter? Did it did it get, get rocket and rolling? Yeah, it, everything huh? went, like the fermentation,
6: everything went good on that. Cool. Nice. I will say one thing with this beer, uh this was the very end of my keg and I had to, I moved it around when I went to bottle and the first, I don't know, four or five bottles, I guess it had been sitting for a while because it was pouring really well and everything was tasting really good and then when I went to pour to send you guys beer, since the bottom of the keg, the first three or four, there was a little bit of trub. so no. I was like, oh, I really hope one of these comes out clear and it was like <laughs> the last three or four were actually clear and I, and I was like, alright, good, so it might not be super bitter cuz i felt like they're going to be bitter cuz there was still a little bit of hop cuz i did yeah. like i said i did do a dry hop on this one yeah well, no, it no, was, it was pretty clear go.
2: it came out pretty could we talk yeah, about the i had
6: one i had one here and i was like all right so it, it still tastes a little bit more bitter than the ones that i had before
2: yeah but it was
6: as clear as what i was remembering when i had it on draft
1: can we talk about the honey malt?
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask about that, too. I feel
1: like the honey malt is is kind of has that big mouthfeel, not big mouthfeel, but that, that big target in the in the, in the the palate that's kind of crushing a lot of these right. more delicate making, flavors. It's probably
6: what's making it darker, too.
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I, I don't
6: know. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know. I, I just like the honey malt. It mm-hmm. gives it like an extra sweetness, and it's just, I don't know, it's a nice character that I like, and yeah. I figured it would... Go pretty good with
3: a Kolsch it, it depends what you want. I mean, it's like right. not really a Kolsch at that point in time. It's kind of the problem, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: That's why I try to keep it low. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's I mean, and that's exactly the thing. What Keith's saying is, is if you're you're brewing what you like, that's cool, but it's right. not going to do well judged as a Kolsch um, and yeah, so if that if that matters to you then 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 you need to change it. But if it doesn't matter and you just want to know like how it tastes to, you know according to the judges and and if if there's any flaws or whatever uh, not dealing with the recipe then that's a different story. But uh, if you want to make a kolsch, yeah. uh you got to kill the honey malt. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah.
6: That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just well, really when too. I brewed this one, yeah. it wasn't for any competition or anything. I just yeah. just wanted to try something out to sure. different. Yeah. And then I mean I, I, I would, would honestly... Like, hey, can you send some beer in i'm like all right i got this one
1: yeah I, yeah yeah because it takes so long for us to get back now it's like uh, the beer that people want to send in they don't have any more um or you could even reduce it a little bit too because i think less is definitely more with stuff like that
2: so what about those, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. the starting gravity did you say where you started uh it was uh 10 uh and yeah and then um minerals in, the, in your water i mean the water seemed pretty good honestly but, this uh, one,
6: uh, so I've just started getting started getting into like adjusting my water more, and I don't have the exact like what sure. I put in. I just aimed for doing a colch, and I got as close yeah. as I could. Okay, <laughs> no, I, was, like I looked cool. up online what you should put in a Kolsch yeah, yeah. or what your water where, should be for a Where are you at? Right, where are we
2: aim for that? Where, where are you living? Where are we talking to you from? Two. I'm in uh, Maryland. Maryland, another East Coaster. You put JP put all the East Coasters on the last. That's all we get sometimes, dude. I can't help it. It's the holidays, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. He's
1: cool.
3: You, One day. Are, I'll you, do are you working? Right to, on are you sure. working tomorrow? Or are you you off tomorrow? Or how, how's this working out? Uh, for uh, you?
6: Luckily for me, tomorrow I actually have off. See, there yeah. you go. Nice. There you go. It's
3: a holiday, man. Yeah. Come
6: on. Yeah, uh, actually, I had a homebrew club meeting tonight, so I was nice. like, oh, I get to have a couple beers before I go on the podcast. <laughs> Already <laughs> all on.
2: lubricated. All good. Yeah, you're much more sober than that. Chris guy we talked to on the last show, yeah. It's yeah, all, I, uh, I
6: heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> it it was if I was on the earlier podcast, I probably would have been at the bar or at our post, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh nice.
1: Do you have any questions for the guys, or did we pretty much cover everything?
6: Uh, I think you guys got it, yeah, man. Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks for sharing the version. Well, yeah, little thanks. Little for thanks yeah. for
1: sending that in, man. That was uh, really nice. That
6: right, thanks. Cool.
1: Okay. All right, dude. We'll see you. All right. Bye. See you.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah, callous is a tough one to nail too. I've been to yeah, call it's tough, too, man. and it's yeah. I, I mean, mean,
3: I've never been able to. Oh yeah, I have actually been able to nail it. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I know a be- wh- couple best of shows, one rooted commercials. Oh,
1: well. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Hey, guys, uh, before the holidays are over, head over to grogtag.com. Use code BNARMY at checkout. You save 10% on your order of custom coasters, beer and wine labels, tasting mats, all that kind of fun stuff. Go over to grogtag.com. Nice people. And, uh, you know, they can help you customize your stuff. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Speaking of grogtag, we're going to give us a $40 gift certificate to grogtag. And, uh, you know, yeah, so stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll be right back.
0: Know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs, and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa treatment today.
5: I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out.
0: Back to Dr. Homebrew.
1: Hey guys, thanks a lot for sticking with us. You know, uh, more beer always innovating. They have absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. You go to morebeer.com com to prove that fact. Uh, but check out if you're in the um, market, uh, Keith, for a plastic conical that you can pressurize into. <laughs> They have it. It's called the fermentosaurus. and you can pressurize it at 35 PSI. That's crazy. I love that. You can push all your your, cunk, your gunk out the bottom. You can carbonate in it. You can do whatever you want. Or they have the Robo Brew. It's taken the brewing world by storm and just made that up. Uh, but it's a self-contained electric vessel. You can mash, boil, cool in it, all that kind of stuff directly right in the thing. You don't need pumps, you don't need anything. So check it out go I to lo- morbury.com for all that fun stuff. I
3: love their sparge arm, the new the, the sparge arm they have. I you know really love uh-huh. that. It's uh, I, I I hadn't used it for years and I saw it all the time and then started using it last week and just made everything so much smoother and and, and made my sparge like I used to use this sprinkling sort of thing and it was yep. boring holes in and then I, you know I used the new sparge arm and it, it was it was great. I was really uh I wish awesome. I could have gotten a plug somehow Like, you know, given it a plug and gotten it for free But, you know, it was it was a really cool thing to use And it made my like, brew, brew day easier
2: which You do get show. everything for free just because you work on this show, man Yeah, I get nothing And JP gets everything for free
3: Yeah,
1: I do I keep it all myself yeah. I keep it Actually, speaking of free Someone sent a can of what? beer in I forgot I just remembered about a it Canada? And I forget who the fuck it was now This is the problem Oh, the the homie who was on from Missoula Nick, I think Oh, okay it's uh, uh, fresh <laughs> bong water, hemp ale, from Kettle House Brewing, uh, because occasionally we get beer sent in. Fresh from bong water, home. as
2: opposed to fresh dirty bong-
1: old gnarly bong water. Right. It was... Can- well, I'm not even read that. Uh. Um... Anyway, so uh, you know, you can crack the bong water open from Kettle House
2: want. Brewing Company. So, Those okay, who, uh, Brian? 100%. You're
1: the, the the keeper of the score. Who wins the forty dollar grog tag? That would be Greg. Greg, Greg, all
2: right, dude. Good job, and buddy. You know what? You brewed a nice a nice interesting twist on a colt, and it was still very good. It was still very good. But now we can make it look pretty. Let me make it the note next one look pretty. This shit. I'm or gonna make, make forget. a beer sign that says. Screw the brewing network uh, and hang it on his wall. You know, I mean, something he could definitely do. He could definitely do that. Can That's his
1: money, right? Sure, you can do. You can do whatever the hell he wants. What else he can do is go to www. slash the vault and check out their strains for home brewers. You can order. Uh, you can place your order for any of the strains that they have over there. Once each strain reaches 150 orders, White Labs will release the yeast and ship it directly to your doorstep. And if you're a professional brewer, some for some reason listening to this show, um, you can place an order of one and a half liters through ye- the Yeastman.com site and check it out, and they will ship that as well. You can get access to all that kind of fun stuff. So check them out, WhiteLevs.com/slash/theVault. So this the bongwater Water
2: beer has bong Water beer has Canadian grown hemp, okay, Montana grown barley, and Missoula Lake grown love. Oh. Well, I like that. It's a 5% ABV. Yeah. I read
1: something where I th- maybe it maybe was potentially only in California, but you can no longer put love as an ingredient on things cuz oh man. It's in not California, an actual you thing.
2: Can't. Yeah, it's not a real yeah. tactile ingredient. I thought it was pretty funny. The
3: the thing I hate is nice. Like people say like, "Oh, this has a nice uh blah blah blah." Like I was watching like fucking Top Chef last week and it's like, yeah. it "Has a nice like coriander, you know." Whatever, whatever the fuck, accoutrement to the top, you know, whatever. Yeah, nice. Hate, fucking nice. Does you that mean you nice was extra everything. kind and yeah. friendly? <laughs> it's
2: nice, fuck you. Sorry. Uh,
1: we're drinking this uh, wit beer, uh, which does have a very nice coriander thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's very it's coriander it's orange, v- beer. It's chamomile as, as well. But, okay, you know. it's very yeah, um, awesome, um, nice it's
1: yeast and like farty smelling. It's very farty. See, so
3: it's sulfury. Oh, sulfury, yeah. Sulfur, yeah. So that's probably the, the uh, coriander I chose to use, which I could probably point out where I bought the... Was
1: not very nice or was it nice?
3: No, I mean, that's a coriander thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's not good.
1: No, not nice.
3: Um, But yeah, I mean, I think cereal mash, like the, the body of it is what you need to do. Like if anybody's making a wit out there, like if you don't use a cereal mash, the unmalted wheat, like you're, you're failing. And it's really up here to make like, yeah, like fucking using flaked wheat or something else. Like it just doesn't work. Um, Why doesn't it work? Yeah. What what doesn't no, work it doesn't, about it? Body, the body doesn't really work well. I mean, the body on this okay. is perfect. You can, you can give the if you want the sulfur nose, and that's the coriander more than anything yeah. else. Like mm. is the problem with that? But I mean the body is there. It's a little it's, chewy. It's, yeah, it's almost it's chalky
1: little, even. But I wonder if that's just you know the the I mean the yeast uh, the, the stupid body thing. Body
3: is to say. nice. No, it's it's. I think it hits. The, uh, I think it hits the. Uh, the check boxes for the body as it should yeah for sure i've done both before and i, I find if you don't do a cereal mash unmalted wheat um yeah you just kind of get crappy with
1: mm. and nobody wants that whip mm. beer is already a weird
3: style it is
1: um okay we're done right yeah. We gave thanks for sharing that beer, Keith. We uh, thanked everybody we were
2: supposed to thank. And Five Star I sure did. and uh, all the other people.
1: Yep. Five Star. Thanks to everybody who sent in beers. Thanks to you guys. Uh, I know you guys got go to go because Bevo. it's, uh, yeah, well, they, no thanks to Bevo. She's not even listening. She hasn't been listening to the show for the whole time, so whatever. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks a lot for uh, listening to the show you have any feedback on it, that goes to feedback at com, or you can email me at uh, JP. If you want to be on the show, you're going to have to wait, like, six months. We No joke, give a six-month backlog. But get in your thing now, and then don't email me and say, you ha- I just brewed this thing, um, this, this delicate beer I want to get on, because, I mean... You yeah. know, No offense. You're not going to get on for a while because we just we have so many people in front of you. So, But, but we do
2: love, apologize delicate, about we love that.
3: delicate beers. Delicate beers are our favorites. Yeah. So. Yes, you can email me
2: are. at brian at the and I can go over to JP's house and kick his ass for you. That's
1: true because that will do a whole lot. And then maybe something will happen. Maybe. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks a lot and we'll see you later.